Hello guys, welcome back to the Religion of Hockey podcast. Today is a very special day. I am joined by the hockey god himself, Nico. Today is the worst day. No, no. I, no, I don't know. It's very no, it's take it's it a back. special day. No, it's, it's, special day. it's not the worst day. This is probably... This is a day that we all knew was coming, that should have happened at the beginning of 2018, when there was, remember the whole summer of 2018 when everyone's like, oh, you know, Austin has a problem with, with, uh, with Babcock, you know, and and then Babcock flew over to Arizona, and there was that whole thing for the whole summer, you remember that? Yep. That whole summer? And everyone's sitting there thinking, all right, maybe maybe this is the end for Babcock because you're definitely going to choose your star player over the coach, 100%. And if your star player is complaining about ice time, which, by the way, in that playoffs, he played more time than he played in the second playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> which was like 19 minutes compared to his 17 in game seven. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, so that's when that started. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Mike Babcock was fired today. It's It's been a slow news day. It's been really a slow news day. So This is this is absolutely so – oh, yeah, by the way, hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, so we're back. Uh, we're talking about Mike Babcock. We're this here. Is, I'm a Le- so I'm a Leafs fan. I, my Leafs are my first favorite team. I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm also a Red Wings guy. So if you want to put all three of those together, I've seen a lot of Mike Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is th- this this firing was such a long time coming that yeah, I was I was fine with him getting fired, you know, a long time ago, 2018, really. And they slugged through the beginning of 2018 was great because obviously they signed uh, JT. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Like I love that. I remember JT running outside my my house in, in in Illinois, and I'm yelling like, "We're gonna win the cup!" You know, yelling that because uh, you know I'm 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 a faker. I, uh, I I hate myself obviously, and I put myself through that pain of uh, sheer disappointment because that's all this team has been since then. Yeah. <laughs> sheer disappointment. They had a good couple months. They legitimately, since 2018, they've had a good couple months. Yeah, since, like, the start of 2019, it's been, like, nothing. Like, how many months? I can't do I can't do math, but uh, that's, like, 12, right? So they had since, let's say since the beginning, so since September of last, okay, let's see, well, October of 2018. So you got... No, October, November, December. Those are three good months, you would say. So they were top of the NHL. Pretty good. Their power play is clicking. Their power play was unstoppable. Remember when Mitch was on the right side of the of the half board, Beautiful. just saucing over the Tavares in the middle. It was great. Nothing could stop him. No, Morgan Riley was just wah, a world beater. And Austin Matthews couldn't be stopped. That was, that was pre-mustache. Do you think he cuts off the mustache? I can't, I can't advise it. That that Matthews mustache is too iconic now. I know it absolutely is. Okay, well, pre pre mustache Matthews <laughs> was was there. Everything was clicking. Uh, obviously, Nylander wasn't there. So, do we blame Nylander? <laughs> because he came back in December, and they were not doing so good. And since January of last year, they've been sub five hundred. Yeah, it's it's not good. So, uh, so I mean I'm not blaming Elander. No way, no way in case. I'm just saying it's it's a, it's a point to make, right? Um, but I can't believe you slander William Nylander like this, Nico. I, no, I can't I allow I this on my podcast. I cannot. I I love William Nylander. Don't even don't even get me started. I love William <laughs> Nylander. Who's not? Who's who's? Uh, apparently this is a thing now. Everyone's complaining about his lack of uh, taking responsibility or accountability that he is Canadian. What? He was born. He was born yeah. in Calgary. Did you know yeah, that? Of course he was. He's, he's Swedish. Yeah, but yeah, but he was born in Calgary. But just takes the Swedish, you know, goes to the Swedish national team and is, is Swedish. And he doesn't talk about anything about being Canadian. Well, that's the thing. I'm. It's not me saying it. It's not me saying it. I'm just saying that that's. And that's also that's why it's super thing. funny. Why, um, people that don't like Willie Nealander will say, "Oh, he's not a good old Canadian kid." When he was, he was born in Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, but that's that's again beyond the point. But again, so Mike Babcock, since I I I've been a detractor of when he was first signed by the Maple Leafs. I remember 
it was like 2014. I was sitting on my couch and I was in my old house and I was on my little iPhone. I think it was like a little iPhone one. Ooh. And yes. And I was on NBC Sports Talk. And NBC Sports Talk comes up with the headline, Detroit Red Wings, let go of Mike Babcock, bring in, Leafs bring in Mike Babcock. So, of course, I'm a Red Wings fan, right? So I was like, okay, well, you know, that's a pretty good hire, whatever. And then he proceeded with the big line of, oh, there's going to be pain. Five-year plan. Five-year plan. Let's work out the five-year plan, right? So five-year plan is going to be pain. They're going to suck. But then they're going to be good again. Simple right? plan. You would yes. you would say so. so. I would I would say so. So, and 2015-16, or it was 2015. So then he takes over. They go 29-42 and 11. That was that was a that wasn't a bad. That was pretty bad, right? Yeah. I mean, record-wise, they were bad, but they were a competitive team. I would tell you what they were a competitive team in that in that year. Like, they were losing a lot of one-goal games with the roster that they had. It wasn't unbearable to watch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, some teams that are just absolutely terrible, like, you're like, what are you, what's my, I'm not even going to watch this. Yeah, didn't they, didn't they get, like, um, 70 points that year? I mean, they weren't, like, bad. They got 69, which nice. is nice. But, like, it, they, they were not, they were not doing anything with that lineup. Yeah. Now, you go to the next year, they make the playoffs, surprisingly. Like nobody, nobody saw that. Who saw the Maple Leafs making the playoffs after one year? They draft Austin Matthews. Now, prior to that, they drafted Mitch, and then the year prior to that, they drafted uh, Nylander. Nobody expected uh, zero. Not so even the team. They, they did. I mean, they lost a lot in the shootout and overtime. I remember that year being like, "Oh my gosh!" At least they're making it to overtime. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that's what I was excited about. I remember being excited about them making. The about going into the shootout and getting points because I was like, they weren't doing this last hey, year. It's improvement. It's what. improvement. You gotta take it where you can so, get it. So they went 40, 27, and fifteen. Right? They make the playoffs. They lose to uh, to Washington that first year. And they almost they they took Washington to six games. And I and I halved. I half for a little glimmer there. I thought, are they? Is this team actually going to beat? The Washington Capitals? Nope, just kidding. So then the next year, they come in, 2017-18, 49-26, and they were expected. To, this was the year they were expected to go 40-27-15. So a year, a year ahead of schedule, right? So now we are in three years into the five-year plan. So they're a year ahead of schedule. And keep in mind, the five-year plan was to make the playoffs in year four and five. Mm-hmm. So they made the playoffs in year two. Now this is a whole thing. Not only is this just about Babcock, but this is just a five-year plan that was gifted by uh, by Brandon Shanahan, who came in as I call him the Shananabana, and he made his five-year plan, which ultimately ties him with Mac Babcock, right? Because he signs him to an eight an eight-year deal. But the whole the whole thing was by year five, this should be a competitive team, and by year three, we're at right now, they were already made the playoffs twice. Would you ahead of schedule? You would say so, right? One hundred percent. So they go 49, 26, and 7. Pretty good. Still third in still third in the division because this Atlantic division is really good. But 40, 49, 26, and 7. Really good. With you got Matthews going. You got uh Marner going. Nylander going. Morgan Riley seemingly have found found his way. And we got a starting goaltender in in uh Frederick Anderson. So this is this is this is the year they get beaten seven by Boston, brings up memories of 2013, which I which I cried in. <laughs> I cried that year. So you know, you would think so. This is the year they were supposed to make the playoffs. First year they lose to Boston, which is essentially their dragon, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't necessarily get out coached, but there was moments in that playoffs where they they didn't play Matthews in the last the last couple minutes of the game. And they had Kadri out there. And it was also, keep in mind, this is the changing of the guard year, I want to say, that I, if I'm reading this right, where they got rid of, in the offseason, they got rid of JVR, Bozak, uh, and Komarov. So, and they got rid of a lot of the main guys that were there for a long time. Yeah. So, changing the guard. The next year they come in, they come in, and it's the, this is where they signed Tavares, right? So Tavares comes, they signed him, they actually get three less wins, 
So now this is year five, or year four, sorry. And there was something about this team that in the beginning of it, it was like they were doing everything from for Tavares, right? Because he leaves the Islanders, you know, Mike Babcock's like, yeah, we're going to play you in a different part of the power play because you were so used to playing the, the front of the net. Now we're going to throw you over here. And then they ended up throwing him back in front of the net because they realized that he's a fantastic puck tipper. <laughs> and, naturally. Right. And they move him back there, and it just, the year kind of slugged on because that was the year with Needlander. And a lot of the lineup changes that year were just so were just so strange because half the time you had uh, you had Ron Hainsey, God bless him, playing almost twenty minutes a night with Morgan Riley, and it was painfully obvious that Hainsey couldn't hang. Yeah. And no, keep in mind, Morgan Riley had the best year of his life, the best year of his career that year too. But it was still the like if you looked at advanced stats from that year, every time Hainsey stepped on the ice and even touched the puck, like their chances of getting out of the zone went from like fifty, like seventy five percent to like twenty five, and it's not even close. So and it's not like he was not like Mike Babcock was working with a fantastic decor either. Like it's essentially the same decor from last year, except you know you got you you added Muzzin halfway through. And then you add Barry, right? Yep. So, and they didn't, they weren't playing Dermot up a lot, which was, again, a strange move. You get to this year now. This this year, you lose, I didn't even get to that point. You lose, you lose to Boston again. Again. <laughs> you lose the, I forgot because there's been so much depressing things. You lose to Boston in game seven. And that's another game where you're playing Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe, 30. Jillian years old Patrick Marlowe part of the wizarding core of 1500 cause that's his beard that he couldn't even grow he's just <laughs> out there He is cause that's the magic that he uses to still get an NHL contract he's out there playing in the last minutes of the game and they're down 5 to 1 5 to 1 and they lose game 7 again like keep in mind Kadri got suspended fine but you grab John Tavares specifically for this reason. You have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nylander and Morgan Riley. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure why you're playing Marlowe. Why is he even part of that equation on that in the last five minutes of the game? Yeah, that- like why is why is Matthews playing 17 minutes? Why are you line matching at that point? Yeah, it just seemed like whatever Mike Babcock did, it was just, even if it was a good move, I feel like Boston just would outmatch him every single time. I think it was just a bad matchup for him. But at the same time, it was those little little things that I think got everybody on the radar of him not being as good as we all thought. Because at the beginning of like, let's say that's after like, 1617 where they surprised and made the playoffs you could say that a huge part of that was mike babcock and i would agree with you but it just seems like getting over the top especially with toronto which is something he never really was able to do and obviously he has a track record of course losing in both game sevens but it just seemed like the little things added up for him in toronto and especially in the playoffs it's just with ice time with not again not having austin matthews out there like your best goal scorer Stuff like that, it just it just it doesn't paint a good picture for you. And I think this season it's been even matching? more. It's three to one. It's three to one. You're line matching still. Second period. You're still line matching. I understand the aspects of line matching. Heck, I'm a I I I do some things with with coaching myself. I understand the aspects of line matching. But when you're down three one, it's game seven, and like you're trying to save him to be fresh. That's what that was something that he said. He's trying to save him, but why? Why are you? Why are you saving him? There's no game. There's no other game saving seven. There. There's no. There's no other game. What are you gonna save him for? Golf? What are you like? You're gonna hope that he he goes good with, on your community golf tour that you like to go do? I mean, Bands? that is a factor. Like, so, that is a factor. 
So here's just a couple. Like the like obviously he gets fired. They I what's the standings, right? Let me go NHL standings. Um, they are nine, ten, and four. They're three, five, and two in their last ten. They've lost their last six. Is that is um, that good? Not good. Is that good? That's not good. This is this is the worst case scenario. You know how some remember a couple of years ago when the um when the lightning got injured and everybody was just they 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 were so bad <laughs> like to start the mm-hmm. season like the worst they after coming off of a uh uh what was it a playoff conference finals Eastern Conference finals and they just they sucked. They absolutely sucked. But the thing is, they had injuries, right? That's like a nightmare season, you would say so, right? Mm-hmm. You lose your top players, night, your night, nightmare kind of thing. This is a nightmare season for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, 9, 10, and 4. Yes, you've lost Tavares for a little bit, but he came back... And he hasn't. They rushed him, in my opinion. He's still tr- he's still holding the stick weird. If you ever played hockey, like, and you see John, John Tavares go, or if you even watch John Tavares, you know, in the corners, it's impossible. If you're a really good player, it's impossible to get the stick off his hands. That stick's been flying out of his hands, like, like it's it's hot, like it's a hot <laughs> stick. Here hot it is. potato. <laughs> Hot potato, here it is, out, out in his hands, out of his hands. You know, I think they rushed him back. Uh, Matthews is constantly. I I love. I like the effort of Matthews. Matthews has been really good. Uh, Marner injury with him going down. You know that kind of blows. But even while he was in, it kind of seemed. You know, I and I'm yeah. a big man. I'm a big Marner guy. I'm a big Marner guy. I love Marner. Marner's my favorite. My favorite player in the NHL right now because of what he he's the definition of what it means to be a leaf but even him it kind of looked like he was kind of just gliding out there and it all goes back to the mike babcock thing man it, if you're yeah. if you're constantly line matching you're constantly being this discipline discipline ter- dis- discipline there goes my my wording uh but you know if you're this constant guy who's gonna just you know be against you every single night you get tired of it and this five-year plan slowly turned to it's now five years in, and you're five years into the tenure of Babcock, man. Like you are, it's less of the five years into your plan. You're five, but you're five years into Babcock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and if you've been paying attention even a little bit, you've noticed that he said some things against Kyle Dubas, the GM. Like little digs at him, like oh I don't have the defense. <laughs> yeah. Oh I don't I don't have the players. I don't have the guys I want. I don't have my fourth line winger. Where's my depth? Where's my depth? Right. Well, you see, and it's also a part. This 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 Tyson Berry trade is also looking like to be. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, the it, the Tyson Berry trade is. Nazem Kadri has been uh, so good on the Avalanche. Like holy crap. So, Suffice to say, Nazem Kadri is gonna get sixty points, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Tyson Berry is traded by uh, by New Year's. That's just that's one of the most like honestly, the Tyson Berry situation was one of the biggest things that made me really on the train to fire him. How can a guy like Tyson Berry go from like? A fifteen point per, or fifteen points based on the season. power play. He's not he's on, on the every, power play. He's, like he doesn't get the opportunity to. But like the thing is, is that how, how could you make a defenseman like that go from so elite to so average? And it just doesn't happen. I mean, I, my, to be honest, Barry is an inconsistent defenseman. He was that on Colorado, but stuff like that just doesn't happen. It 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 just doesn't. And we saw how like Barry was like does. You, when you constantly play uh, Cody Cece up on the top line with Riley, and I would, I think it's, at this Riley. point, it's safe. He's been so weird hold this on, season too. It's it is it is completely safe to say that like the definition of what an anchor player is is what Cody Cece is. Cody Cece is an absolute anchor. If you don't know what I'm talking about, what an anchor is, look up look up an image of an anchor and imagine that being on your leg while you're trying to swim. That's what Cody Cece is to Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley's trying to sh- get off the dock, trying to do his best. <laughs> He's trying to swim back <laughs> up to the top, and he can't swim. It's just Cody Cece, like, smiling at him <laughs> yeah, with Cody his stupid, smiling face. face. <laughs> stupid face like this I don't even have words for reasons why that he's up there it's like we got you got rid of Ron Hainsey 
Andrew replaced him with Cody Cece. Now, God bless if you don't put Travis Dermott. I know he's been injured, but he's back. He's been back for like five games. Why not? Why not? Why not play Travis Dermott up there now that you have the option to, right? That was the whole point of bringing in Cody because you knew that your depth on defense wasn't going to be there starting the season. Mm-hmm. That was the whole freaking reason. And now that he's back, you decide to play him out. Travis Dermott I'm talking about bring Travis Dermott back down to the like the fourth pairing, like a third pairing. Like it's just, it's just idiotic. And stats, you you're a stat guy. You know stats. I do know stats. You, you're going to tell me, are the stats of Morgan Riley and Cody CC good? No, they are definitely not. They're horrible. And I'm not a stat guy. I'm an eye test guy because I watch players and I like to scout. I like to do these kind of things. I've scouted for the Chicago Steel. I've done that kind of thing. I see when a player does good. I see when a player does bad. I see when a player, it looks like he's improving, and it looks like where he's diminishing some of his skills. This pairing with Cody Cece on it, it's like it's like entering Shrek Swamp, and you don't come back out. There's no way out. There's no way There's out. There's no from way home. out. There's no way out. This this we I make jokes, but it's serious. Seriously, serious. Like <laughs> I I I don't I don't I don't understand. And I'm and I'm an amateur just watching, right? Uh, Mike Babcock's been doing this for um. Let me see. He's been doing this for thirteen hundred and one games. Mm. He's he's had Lidstrom. He knows what a good defenseman is. You know, he's had Jonathan Erickson. He knows what a bad defenseman yeah. is. How, what is, who, how are you defending anything that Cody Cece does? Because he's a good old Canadian kid. Goes out there, good player, good heart. <laughs> That's the only and, and reason. You could, and you could tell that by, at this point, and also when Mike Babcock was getting, uh, when he was let go, he also mentioned in his, like, letting go speech. I'll have to find it later. But, um, oh, here it is. I have it right in front of me. It's from uh, TSN. He says, uh, where are we at? Where, where, where are we at? Um, I loved every, uh, where is it? I want to thank the fans. I want to thank the media. I want to thank the city. It was spectacular. I loved every second of it. And I wish the new group nothing but success. And look who he decides to point out. Morgan Riley has been here the whole time. I can't thank him enough. Yeah, you know why? You should thank him. Because yeah. he decided to match him with anchors. Anchors his entire freaking time you've been here, buddy. You decided to not play him on the power play your first year here. Yeah, great great development. I'm glad you showed him how to not play power play time and then you gifted it to him okay fine great great development then you proceeded to play him with roman polak best nhl player of the world roman polak ron hainsey not as good and final final finally least the least beast the least best uh the least is cody best CC. the least is best cody cc brilliant like, like you're yeah you know what I'm glad I'm glad in your final statements that you mentioned Morgan Riley because God bless he he can't think Morgan you Riley will be free Morgan Riley will finally be free it'll be amazing like that's just that's just something like I you know what I'm saying yeah. like that 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 kind of thing right there there's no way in heck that anybody in their right mind is just gonna I'm and by the way I'm gonna go and mention Morgan Riley of all players. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I understand he's been there all the time, but if Bozak was there, he's not sitting there being like, thank you, Bozak. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not thanking Bozak. He's not thanking Komarov, you know? Like, I understand that. I know why he did it, because it's the bet. Like, I think he's stating that. What also, if I'm reading into this, I also think that they were going to promote Morgan Riley. That was his choice for captain, Morgan Riley, over yeah. John Tavares, which is also a little chasm that I think caused his uh, letting go-ness, too, at this point. Like, if it wasn't blatantly obvious enough that him and Kyle Dubas had a fight or were arguing at every like every little nook and cranny that with this team, I think that was another big thing that went on between the two. 100%. Uh, so it's just, like, reading into, like, these little things, it's just... <sighs> It's a waste of time. Like in my, I I went on a little bit of a tweet. Oh, look, a baby, uh, baby, uh, little hippopotamus. Anyway, I'm on Twitter. Um, 
it was kind of I I went on Twitter earlier and I went on a little bit of a like I don't know venting could you could you call it venting because you know I'm I'm a big Leafs fan man like that's indeed my first my first love <laughs> I went on radio the other day and the, the, the radio host asked me hey what is what was your first love you know he's talking about like what are your first memories of your first love I'm like, you know, I remember Matt Sundin f- going down the ice and then, like, just watching him do some stick handling. And that was my first my first memory of hockey is Matt Sundin literally scoring a goal, raising his hands, and then pointing to the TV screen and thinking he's pointing towards me. Whoa. <laughs> like, like, I was like, yes, Matt Sundin. He, me and him, together forever. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and... Like, that's what I'm saying. So, anyway, you get what I'm saying. It's a yeah. long time. And then with the Phil Castle. And now we're at the point where it's it's Mitch Marner. But, like, this feels like the biggest waste of time for me. And this, this is what I was saying on Twitter. The first thing I say, I say, uh, F you. Now, if you want, sorry if there's kids. It's, it's, you know where I'm using. Mike Babcock for selling me on this team and making me believe with you at the helm it would win a championship i stuck with you throughout your mitch marner on the fourth line if you don't remember that was 2016 17 he played him on the fourth line with matt martin for like 20 games 20 games it's unbelievable matt not that matt martin's and the thing is he kind of brainwashed me into thinking maybe it is good for his development to play (laughs) with with he brainwashed me into thinking that that was okay so i was okay with that um also marlo playing top minutes in game seven like that's another that's another waste of time I'm just saying, like, there's there Barlow playing the top minutes. It was something that, like, I I couldn't, I I was I I don't know how to explain how I was just okay with it, right? So, and then I go on saying, "You're gone." It was a waste of time. Hashtag lose forever. <laughs> and so and somebody, and continuing that, somebody went and uh. And told me like, who are you? Why would you say such horrible things? Like, what were you invested into this team? And I and I responded with, I invested my heart into this team. Yep, and Babcock took like, it all away. Like, I really did think that Mike Babcock could take this team to the next level, but it just seemed like he was too stubborn to get over himself, too stubborn to think that there wasn't any way besides his way. And it wasn't just if it was with the players, fine, that's different. But it was with management. Everything. It see it seemed it was with uh, analytics staff staff telling him anything. It some and he was great with the media. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of times he comes out there and it's just. So what what was wrong with your team? Oh, you know, uh, I got I got to play. We got to come out there and play fast and start the game on time every single time. Every single time. You know what, Mike? What is your real answer, dude? Like, it, what we're really asking you is, what are you going to do? And he never answered that. What are you going to do? And that's that's the kind of things that, it, it, with coaching, like, and he, that, don't get me wrong. He's not, he was never a coach that was going to throw anybody under the bus. Not once. I will never, I will never, and that's what's great about him as a coach. Because there are, Jeremy Culleton for the Hawks is in his second year of coaching ever in the NHL, 33 years old, and has already called out Seabrook, a veteran player, has won the cup three times and called him out by name <laughs> in the media. That's a different story. Could you imagine Mike Babcock was out here every other day calling out, you know, maybe Morgan Riley didn't take that penalty. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's just, it was just kind of dumb. Another point that I wanted to make really quick is uh, I say it was a waste of time. People got mad at me. Like, well, he brought, let me read this thing. He said he brought credibility and a semblance of respect to this young, new-look team. The franchise was a joke of a, an absolute joke until he came and the rebuild was complete. Without him, they wouldn't have been anywhere. The Leafs are a joke now. They've been a joke this season. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mike Babcock turned them from a joke into a joke, almost. Well, this is this is my thing, man. Like when you, 
Yes, I will say that he came in and he was the captain of the a team. A different type of joke, I must say. Well, he was a captain of the team that had no face, right? He became the face of the Leafs, and the Leafs outgrew him. Mm-hmm. And that's what ultimately happened there. And my next point that I that I had really quick while I was and keep in mind I'm pretty I'm pretty I don't like to make outlandish kind of uh, statements a lot of times when I'm on Twitter. I'm pretty I'm pretty neutral. You see me on Twitter. I'm pretty neutral to what mm-hmm. I say. Like I'm never gonna be like you know what he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not out there doing that. This today was a little different. I say a giant waste of time. Want to talk, and people do compare this, want to talk about how the Phil Kessel era was a waste? Do you know how many first-round exits uh, Phil Kessel had? 1,500. No, he had one with the Leafs. He had one first-round exit with the Leafs. Know how many first-round exits the the Leafs had after that? Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, you want to talk about waste of time? Like two two eras. You have the Mike Babcock era, you have the Phil Kessler. Yes, they kinda overlapped with each other a little bit. But in saying that you have two pretty two pretty big characters in, in Maple Leaf history combined for no second round appearances. <laughs> <laughs> like like I'm just saying, and how about having three years, the last three years? Of having top players in the NHL, top young players in the N- entire NHL, like, and again we not, wasted the not. ELCs of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, you did. William Nylander, all these guys. Now they're just there. Yeah. Now they're just paid players. And again, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I I am 100% still hashtag Leafs forever. And I I love the Leafs still, and I am will continue to love the Leafs forever. It's just there's a lot of things that when Mike Babcock first came on to this team, I had a I had a I had a dream in my head. I remember that was back when they were still when they when management came out and said they were planning the the cup parade. <laughs> like you were a little bit younger back then, but it was like 2013, maybe 2014, yeah. and the mayor was saying, "Oh, this is how the cup parade would happen if the Maple Leafs won." <laughs> um, like that's how idiotic the the, the, Leaf, the Leafs crap is, um, and you fast forward now, it's like the Raptors won a championship for the Leafs, and I I lo- I like basketball, I like the Raptors. I'm not taking anything away from the basketball, and of course I'm gonna you know subsequent all that by saying but, but uh, <laughs> but like you know it it it's the Maple Leafs, man. There's gonna be a lot more Raptors fans in the next ten years than there would be Leafs fans. Because of that championship, I think so. Yeah, and and I'm not and I'm not saying that like that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that as a Leafs fan, like that's that's the truth that people who have been a part of this fan base needs to accept. This isn't they need to accept that maybe the Leafs aren't going to be the main attraction anymore. When you think of Toronto, you're going to think of the Raptors. And again, I know I'm not. I know it's a, I'm looking at the bigger picture here, and I'm not just talking about just Mike Babcock. But I'm saying, like, as a whole, through five years, I I don't think you really from point A to point B, you've gotten you've gotten more expensive, but you haven't done anything. Like that's kind of what it is. You've you've managed to sign three guys over well, two guys over ten. No, you three guys over ten million dollars, <laughs> and you've somehow have the same amount of second round appearances that you just did five years ago. Now, if we're going more deep into it, you want to talk about Brandon Shanahan, and if they continue losing and they end up being in the first round, or they don't even make the playoffs and they end up tanking this year, like then yeah, I guess you throw away the Shanahan plan, you get rid of him, and that's the next step, right? I, I, this is all worst case scenario. Nobody wants to think about that, but in in this case, uh, you have a lot of the top players in the entire league and. Uh, you're currently, if we look at the NHL standings, according to 11-20-19, um, you're almost at the bottom. You're in the you're in the bottom seven of the league. The thing is, is that I I think with Mike Babcock, it, it's a, it's a really though a shame to me that it was kind of pointed out, but I think it's a shame that his tenure had to end this way because again, I think he brings some good success to Toronto, some much needed success, but. At the same time, 
there really is no excuse for, yes, turning them that good, but also just turning them into a team that was a joke. Like, everybody now just expects them to be a first-round exit, and they should, because that's how they were under Mike Babcock. And yes, it was overall the thing, but I think with the little things, that was what ultimately got him fired. Again, playing Cody Cease like he did, playing Tyson Beery like he has this season. Even just this season, I don't oh, know if I it's completely here. I have, but, I have some more. How about how about um how about treating Spezza like crap? There's one. <sighs> Spezza has been weird. Jason, no, I know you. You're a Dallas guy, he was so not you know. Dallas, you, I'll say that. I know you have a little bit bias on it, but at the same time, did, did Mike Babcock ever give him a chance? He, he deserved better, though, to be frank. Yeah, dude. He they who you're a veteran player. You can't. You decided. You. I'm pretty sure he could have signed with anybody for the same amount of money. I'm pretty sure anybody yeah. would have gave him gave him that meet that league minimum. And he decided to go to Toronto on a league minimum, so he could go win a cup. And what does he get met with? A healthy scratch on the hope on the home opener. When he invited like his whole family and friends too. It's it's unbelievable that that kind of thing right there is why people hate him. Um, I, there's, I, I've kind of said a lot of these things over the, my course of my 36 minute tirade, but you know, Ron Hainsey top pairing, horrible Patrick Marlowe in the playoffs. How, how is that even happening? Martin played, no, it's weird again, which is kind of uh, bad for Martin, which is why he was traded, but they played Martin for like 40 games in 2016, 17. And then Mike Babcock was like, oh, yeah, we're done with this. And then didn't <laughs> play him for the for like another 40 games. It was, it was, it was crazy. Like it was why how would how could you do that before the trade deadline? Why would you do that to somebody? And then you played him in the playoffs like one game. Like, why would you do that to somebody? That's so that's especially when he's a locker room leader. It's like, really, dude. Um, and I understand the reason why because he wasn't a good player for the Leafs. But at the same time, again, you weren't utilizing him. You were utilizing him like a like an enforcer. If you look at him now on on the the Islanders, he's playing like a solid two-way grinding player. He's been good for New York. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, and that's what makes Barry Trotz a better coach than Mike Babcock. But also, continuing on this, you know, it's like Marner fourth line, that whole thing, and his whole record with the Leafs over the five seasons: one seventy-three, one thirty-three, and forty-five games in three hundred fifty-one games over the five seasons. Um, it's just. Uh, it's a disappointing time. It's a it's a hard time for Leafs. Leaf fans, you know, uh, obviously Leaf Leaf fans are one of the the fan bases that you know we freak out over. You know, uh, Ilya Mikheyev, like if he stubbed his toe, <laughs> like we are on that, and uh, it it, it kind of sucks. It absolutely sucks because you know I I. I I had beliefs that this team could win a cup, and it just doesn't seem like it's gonna be it. And I am, I am really disappointed. Like, uh, obviously, we're hockey fans. We, I understand how teams, the uh, the the ebbs and flows of of how things work in the NHL. Like, sometimes your window closes just like that. And I'm not saying the windows close because obviously we have all these young players. But you know what? Sometimes a thing like this just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Like Philadelphia, 2010, Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, core members of of that of that Cup team traded, <laughs> like just gone. Young players, they were 25 and 24 at the time, mm-hmm. traded. Now completely different, maybe not complete different circumstances, but there was two different leaders in the locker room, Chris Pronger and that whole thing. But you get what I'm saying, and they didn't make it even close to the to the um, conference finals again. Not even close since then. It's just that's how quick that's how quick things change in sports. And again, I'm not saying that 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 this is the end of the Maple Leafs. It's still, maybe an early season, but you gotta think of you know the different attitudes that are in this locker room right now. Like who who's gonna be the guy who's gonna step up? Because nobody has stepped up, and that's that's where I look at next. But uh. I guess on some brighter notes, you know, you got Sheldon Keefe, who's coming up from the from the Marlies, who, uh, you know, I kind of, I wanted 
I kind of wanted him to start the season. <laughs> I, I just wanted him to be with with the Leafs already. Um, who's the Ottawa Senators coach who is on? DJ Smith. Yeah, DJ Smith. I wanted DJ Smith to be the coach to begin with. I think Whoa. Mike Babcock should have been fired at the big, at the end of that playoff series. And DJ Smith. If DJ Smith is getting the Ottawa Senators to look like a team that you want to watch, you can't tell me that he couldn't have made the Toronto Maple Leafs a team that would be top of the top of the East. That would have been interesting, to say at least. Because I mean, like, if you're getting the if you're squeezing all the juice out of what's what is Duclair, <laughs> like, like imagine the juice he could squeeze out of Matt Austin Matthews. Ooh, baby. Like that's what I'm just saying. Like those kind of things. And maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe this team just is a is a airbag that got popped last year. Maybe they got. Maybe Boston broke them. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe Boston broke kinda, the league. Kind of like how Columbus bro- or Columbus kind of broke Tampa this year. Honestly, true that. Okay, well let's let's do it. Like I'm done droning, but let let's. I wanted to do a thing where we look up Mike Babcock on Twitter and see what we got. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go with the top. So um, obviously there there's a lot of things that have been said about about Babcock. Uh, Ian, Ian Tulloch called <laughs> he called Steve Dangle, and they all have a podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something. Um, I had all the top tweets, but they all disappeared. Uh, but let's go to the latest. I just want to see some of the takes. Uh, Jamie Edmonds says, "I can't believe the Leafs fired Mike Babcock. It's not even December." <laughs> I mean, I okay, okay. Coach okay, Berube was, or Craig Berube was um, hired as the Blues interim coach today of last year. By the way, so okay, here's a funny one. Here's a funny one at at Matt NHL Hogan. Remember when the Saber when Sabers fans were so upset we didn't get Mike Babcock? Well, ha! Who's laughing now? Literally everyone because of the Sabers. <laughs> the Sabers are not good. <laughs> Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, here's another one. Uh, at GG Nichols with a Z. Ooh. Folks, no, the Canucks should not hire Matt, Mike Babcock to replace Green. Babcock will be in Seattle. Tim Schaller will replace Green. I'm calling it. Tim Schaller? Yep. What? Um, you heard, isn't he still you isn't he still playing with them? Yeah. He's gonna he's you gonna retire it. and become a coach. <laughs> you heard it here from GG Nichols. <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> Breaking news. Okay, here's another one. Uh, it's about Seattle. Uh, am I the only one thinking that Mike Babcock just became the top candidate for the expansion in NHL Seattle? What I, I do you think about that? I don't think so. I, when it comes to – like, Seattle has been really interestingly analytics-driven. Like, just imagine if Kyle Dubas was just everything on the management team. That would be pretty much what Seattle's going for almost. I, I wouldn't rule it out completely, but I don't see a team like that going for a guy like Babcock. I just, I just don't see it. I think they'll go for maybe not like a Mike Babcock type. They might go for somebody who still has an NHL pedigree, but not that much. I, I, I see Seattle, though, going for a little bit more of a clean slate. But if I'm going to say any team to Mike Babcock, though, I mean, New Jersey, I don't know. Just no. saying. I don't know. Nah. I'm just saying. I just got, I'm just done with Mike Babcock. What if he just leaves he just goes off <laughs> just takes goes, off he's just... gonna go to antarctica <laughs> chill out a bit oh, yeah you know he goes to where all hockey players go which is the middle of manitoba and freezes in the middle of the lake his body will be found a hundred years from now he'll join tim the... thomas he'll join you know tim yes Okay, uh, let's go with another one. Uh, Mike Babcock will sit back, collect his pay, recharge his batteries, and land his feet in Winnipeg. What? I mean, yeah. actually, that would not be too bad. Mm, Winnipeg? I mean, <laughs> Mike, I, 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 I'm Mike Babcock of Patrick Lenny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That's crazy to think, huh? Play some defense, somebody. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go. Let's, uh, let's, say, let's say two more. Um, top three moments of my life. This is from Bessa Toskala. I'm sure people know who he is on, on Twitter. Um, three, getting married. Two, seeing my firstborn son at, at the first time. Well, that, that sentence is bad. Uh, the first one. Can you guess what number one is? Mike Babcock getting fired. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs president and alternate governor <laughs> Brandon Shanahan <laughs> announced today that Mike Babcock has been relieved of his coaching duties and Sheldon Keefe has been named <laughs> coach. 
All right, that's Beautiful. pretty good. That's pretty. That's pretty good. All right, we got one more. I'm gonna scroll down a little bit, and let's see what we got. Um, oh, here's one. Uh, Joel Quimble will, ever, will always be better than Mike Babcock. Don't <laughs> at me. Joel Quimble owns Mike Babcock's sweaters, suits, and socks. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everything. And then he proceeded to put the when when Joel Quimble gif when he grabs his nuts. <laughs> at the end of it so there you go that's twitter when you look up mike babcock um i don't really know i don't know where the leafs go from here uh i think i think they're gonna be really good i think they're gonna be really good w- with keith and here's why because let me rant on this a little bit to counter your point here go ahead man i i'm up for some positive is this positive i think i think everything going on the positive note I think okay, everything good. that you're complaining about my Gabcock will be non-existent with Keith. I I don't know if he's the polar opposite. I don't think he is. He's gonna be a yes man. That's that's I, not to interrupt you, but I am gonna interrupt you. Oh. Uh, like he's gonna be an absolute yes man for Kyle Dubis and Brendan Shanahan. There's no way. Like how uh, I can't remember the guy who's the Cubs manager now in um in Chicago for the for the Cubs. He's an absolute yes man for that management. You don't think Sheldon Keefe's going to do everything that, that well, Kyle Dubas and, and everybody wants? You wanted to hire yes. DJ Smith. I think he would have been even more of a yes man, but I see your I point. I know, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just pointing out the obvious. I'm just saying yeah. that that's what it's going to be. If, if Kyle Dubas whispers in his ear, hey, we're not going to play CC tonight. He'll be like, okay. I mean, gonna, I would, tr- I would trust that judgment. I'm just tonight. like, <laughs> you know, we are not going to play CC tonight. C- My decision. CC is out with flu. Confirm. CC has, CC has broken ligament in tongue. <laughs> tongue. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Sorry. All right, now continue your thing. I think, the, like, the thing is, yes, I don't think he's going to be, like, this guy that talks and calls out anybody, but... Sheldon Keefe won championship, the AHL championship with Marlies. And I know it's the AHL. I know. But with the tracker and pedigree that Keefe has gone, he's been a slow progressor. He was in the OHL. I'm pretty sure it was Sault Ste. Marie, the same team. He was Kyle He was with, he was, he's been with Kyle Duke. Yeah. That's why it, it just begs the, the whole point that I just said. He's going to be an absolute yes Here's man. Here's the thing, though. In, the, Kyle in that uh, statement that Toronto put out, it said Brendan Shanahan released or whatever fired uh babcock and keith is gonna be the head coach so i think it's gonna be both but keith i think as just a coaching i don't i don't i don't really care about the yes man stuff purely coaching i think he's gonna make a lot less mistakes and a lot less blatant mistakes than a guy like babcock would i mean we can complain here about cody cc management and stuff like that i don't think i don't think keith is gonna touch cc long term i don't think he's gonna be that type of guy that gets top line minutes i don't think he's going to let matthews sit for minutes on end in the third period in game seven that's not going to happen Keith, I mean Keith. I was. I remember watching throughout the playoffs in that 2018, the tech, when the Texas Stars faced against them in that series. I watched a ton of that series, and he was always one step ahead. He was always out there doing the right thing, and it wasn't like a defying victory because I mean they went to Game Seven between Toronto and Texas. It was a good series. But I think with Keith, especially, he might not be a guy that takes them to the Stanley Cup Final and wins it, but. I see a, a lot more confidence in a guy like Keith. I see a guy like Keith being a guy that players can not trust completely because when you have a guy like Mike Babcock, it's hard to trust Keith more than a guy like that. But I feel like players will respect him more. I feel like he's a guy that players will like a lot better more. And in a situation with Toronto, it just seemed like the player, especially like in the first few games in the last week and in this losing streak, it seemed like, I would say, despite that Vegas game, the rest of the games in this losing streak, it's almost like some of the players don't care anymore. It's like they don't want to play for Mike That's Babcock. what happens when you have when you have a coach that that is just the message just isn't getting through. That's exactly. what happens. Players just don't give a crap. And I think that's why we needed a change. That was the most evident thing. Because when I when I remember watching that first period, Toronto-Pittsburgh, the team was done. They were just flattened. They did not try. They did not care. And that first period when they let like five goals go, yeah. I knew that was yeah. the time. I knew that was when a change needed to be made. And I don't care if it would have been freaking Hackstall as the assistant. Oh. I don't oh, care. Yeah. No, no, I would never. Hackstall has been. I would rather hack. have Hackstall no, than Hackstall. Come on, I would rather uh, have Hackstall than Babcock. 
I don't know. I wouldn't. I I was kind of hoping that they would have just fired Hackstall by himself. I mean, and then then let go of Babcock. That's so just you clearly <laughs> clear the shape sleep. Yeah, I would have I would have been fine with that. Hackstall came in here to try and fix the power plant and penalty kill and. Yeah. Like, what the heck is up with these special teams? <laughs> these special teams are uh, absolutely horrible. Uh, I can't look at the stats right now, but um, they're, they're, I know I know by watching them, I know they haven't scored a lot of the power play. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that their penalty kill has been atrocious. I And those are uh, hacks. That's the reason why you brought in Hackstall. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, with the Leafs, man, I, I, I do hope that they, they do something, but... Uh, you know, you, you Kerfoot might be coming back soon. You got to look at, uh, and even with, if Tyson Berry even does significantly better, like say they play him on this top power play, they switch it up and they end up, they still need to go, they still need to win 35. They need to go like 35 or 30. No, they got to go like 36, like, uh, I want to say 15 and like seven to even get, break a hundred points. Yeah. Like, is getting 35 wins right now doable for this team? The thing is, though, is that they're almost on the cusp of being fully healthy for, like, the first time this season. I think Marner was about to come back in, like, the next week, and Tavares uh, have, like, a personal matter or something. I think this team is on the cusp finger. of going, going crazy. What, Tavares or yeah, Marner? It's, it's, it's uh, Marner, t- or not Marner, oh, it's yeah. uh, Tavares with his finger, man. Like oh. it wasn't fully, it wasn't fully healthy. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it yeah. back to that, but it, it, they yeah. brought him back way too early. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I know we've talked for an hour on, on this stuff, but it's it it sucks. It's absolutely sucks. I did not expect the Leafs to be here, um, and that's just where it's at. Uh, we could change topic really quick. If you, are you have anything anything else to say about it? I I just think Toronto will be back. I I don't think they'll be bad under Keith. I just don't see that happening. Right on. All right. Well, here really quick before we could, we'll end this stuff. Um, we talk about the Dallas Stars a little bit, but here's something on yeah. on the on the side note. Some happy things, if you could go on my Twitter at Nico from the To. I'm gonna be pinning it on my profile. There's this kid that I know, and I saw him on TV. He went to the Blackhawks game. He needs a kidney. We already have mm. over 135 retweets, 200 likes. Um, if you know a guy, his number is 224-875-0256. Um, or you can go on the Facebook page, Brian Needs a Kidney. Uh, it's this kid. He's about 17 years old. Uh, something's wrong with his kidney. He needs a new one. So if you know anybody who's looking to give out kidneys or any information with that, contact him there. Anyway, back to the hockey. Uh, tell right me about, on. Tell me about your stars. The Dallas Stars are good, probably. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Has, has Corey here? I got some questions. Has Has Corey Perry played? Corey Perry has definitely been a player on this team. I'll say that. <laughs> is he Is he good? It's It's crazy because he hasn't been good, but like the Stars since he came back are like eleven one and one. It's It's so weird. So it's... Corey Perry, the reason confirmed. <laughs> He's just a locker room hero, apparently. I don't know what it is. I really don't know because Rupe Hines, the best player on this freaking planet, went out with injury, and I thought, okay, Dallas is going to go back a little bit. You know, they're going to be a 500 team now. <laughs> Wait, did you just say Every... the best player on the planet? Because he is. Because okay. he is. Man. Okay. Yeah, the thing right. is, like, Dallas was really trending upwards, and then Rupe got injured, and like, okay, it was gonna... now we're gonna just going to suck again. The season is over. We're going to die. But... I didn't think Rupe Hunts would be out for this long, but in this time, the Dallas Stars have been 5-0-1. They have been amazing. And it's not just one thing that has been brilliant for them. Just like it kind of was last year, the, the whole team is working. The offense is really getting going. You can see it in the depth scoring. The defense has been brilliant. Miro Heiskin might be in the run for the Norris Trophy. I know I'm a Stars fan, but I think he deserves to be in the conversation. Nah, and goaltending-wise, Ben Bishop is back. I mean, he had a really rough start to the season, but he has been lights out ever since. And Anton Gudobin, who, quite frankly, was just kind of average for the first couple of games, has gone back to form. And I, I with guys like John Klingberg injured, too, he'll be out for, like, the next month still. Mm-hmm. It's just surprising to see how well they played as a whole team. And Jamie Ben, I'm gonna, I, who I've called out in the past, even on this podcast, He's been one of Dallas's best players this season, and he's finally starting to put the puck in the net. It's finally started to come to him, and you can see how he's now leading the team. 
Like, he kind of always was, but now it's just even to a bigger level. I honestly haven't... I, I haven't been this impressed with Jamie Benn since, like, 2015, and it's amazing. Yeah, I, I've... I... We talked about it before. I I said like, what does he need to change? And I I said he I think he needs to go to the net more. Yeah. And what has he done? He's done just that. He's went to the net more. That's what he's good at. And he's gotten away from that game plan. Now I, again, I don't watch Dallas Star games as intensely as you do, but like it's just that's just kind of something that if you if you're a bigger mm-hmm. player and you're a little bit slower, a little bit older, but you still the hands are still there, the shot is still there. You got to go to the net. And he's been taking it to the net. He's been getting the shots off in the right places at the right time. You got to get a quicker shot off. That was kind yeah. of his problem too, because he's been winding up and doing that that weird thing, and it's not it's it's not going to continue for the whole, you know, the rest of the season. Maybe maybe he cools off a little bit, but the fact that he's getting back to what made him a successful hockey player, and that's what's that's what's good about it. Yeah. But again, I mean, you got the they've been they started the season off one seven and freaking one, yeah, <laughs> or two. I, right? I was not expecting too much, to be honest. But yeah. it's just been brilliant. It's just been crazy. I don't know how to explain it. In their last ten, they're eight, one, and one. They've won the last four. What's what's strange about I think what's different between how you're freak out for with the stars starting off their season that way and how it is now with the Leafs is that I've never like with the stars, it never feels like they're like a contender. You know? Yeah. Like it always kinda feels like, yeah, they're good. <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's like yeah they're there but you're not yeah, like I mean, but if they kinda... but if they suck you're not going to be like oh no darn it what the heck you're mostly just going to be like all right you know <laughs> yeah, it's our, like the, try to hurt it's it's, it's kind of <laughs> interesting like they're kind of similar to the most hot team in the nhl right now the new york islanders i'm not going to compare them directly but like when you look at the islanders roster you're like that team should miss the playoffs that should not be a playoff team but they're legit the best team in November, they have been for a long time. And they're like, I think they're like, I don't know if they're first in points now or something like that. They're close. They've been one of the top teams in the NHL. And with the Dallas Stars, too, I mean, I even as a Stars fan, like that 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 roster, when you look at that depth on paper, when you look at that defense on paper, that should not be doing the things that it's doing. But it's somehow working. I'm not complaining because it's been amazing. They're winning the close games. They're doing all they need to do. But... I will agree with you. This is not a team that, like, you will say this will be this will be a top five points team. They're not that type of team, but they somehow have gotten it done this season, and it's been amazing. I love it. Yeah. So you want to hear some some weird? So I'll just, I'll just want to go through the standings really quick. I mean, obviously the Hawks won their last four, and well, they did. They, they were on a winning streak, and then they lost to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they were doing pretty good. I'm I'm riding for the Hawks, doing some things with them. Um, I don't know what's up with that team. That team weren't that, they weren't they like first in goal scoring this month? Yeah, or something? yeah, they were. They were doing really good. They were. They did have a negative goal differential of like 15. Now they're even. Ooh, <laughs> so that's, that's, like, that's insane. Okay, I'm gonna say some weird, some some random things that I don't think people realize right now. Uh, the Predators are nine, eight, and three, and they're below the Blackhawks in points. Insane. Did anybody see that? Look at us. I mean, I didn't see. I didn't see the Predators doing all that amazingly, but man, yeah, yeah but still, under the Blackhawks, almost the the Wild are only four, three points behind them. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the Sharks, ten, eleven, one. What's up with your boy Carlson? I told you, Carlson. Then, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to make of San Jose anymore. They're like. They're, they'll be like the worst team on the planet and the best team in the planet the next week. I haven't been able to watch them too much in this winning streak, to be honest, so I can't inform you too much. But I, I just think the team will – and especially when it comes to, like, certain players. Like, Kevin LeBanc has been insane recently. Timo Meyer has been a lot better. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just the offense that's been carrying them, like, last year almost. Okay. Uh, three guesses on who's the top uh, top point-scoring team in the world, in the NHL. Like, most points. Ooh. Uh, points or goals? Points, like how many points in the standings? Um, or here, yeah. I'll, I'll give you. I'll I'll do make it easier. We'll we'll go by division. Uh, Atlanta division. Who do you think's on top? Atlanta is Boston. Boston is thirty-one points. Metropolitan. 
Washington? Washington is. Washington is also the lead leaguer in points. 16. This is the most quietest, go. quietest 16, 3, and 4 Exa- team ever. Exactly. <laughs> ever. Like the Washington Capitals are just there. They're just ever. doing their thing. Nobody cares about Washington. Everybody expects anymore. it. So it's like, who cares, man? They're like, all right, well, our president's trophy where I'm not a big deal. 36 points. Um, they're also eight one and one. Their last, uh, their last ten in That's the Western good. Conference Central Division. Who's on top? Uh, it was. Oh, oh no. Oof, uh, let's see if you get it. <laughs> let's see if you get it. I'm, for, I'm forgetting teams now. Oh, all right. Well, because I was on Winnipeg. Um, I well, forget. All right. Well, uh, it's the Blues. But what's funny about the Blues? Oh, yeah. The Blues. The Blues are thirteen four and five. Right. Play twenty two games. The Avalanche are thirteen six and two, which with twenty eight points. But the Avalanche have scored seventy six goals and have only allowed sixty one, compared to the Blues who have scored only sixty five goals and have allowed sixty two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, a little little strange. For Those them. one goal games, man. A hundred percent. And then the Pacific Division. This one's a little bit more difficult. Pacific is Edmonton. Oh, you got it. You already you did something on them today, didn't you? No, uh, it's just that I always got to keep track of Edmonton how well they're doing because they're good, apparently. Uh, yeah, I know it's crazy. Edmonton, who would have thought Edmonton being on top? Who would have thought? Like, not us. Not, not, not us. <laughs> look, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Uh, but yeah, that's there's our, those are some interesting things and. Uh, the Canucks are two, five, and three in their last ten. Do you think they're still a playoff team? No, they are. It's it's kind of the same thing like all the other years. Last year they had a brilliant start of the season. I wasn't on the bandwagon yet because the season before that they had a great start. Of course, it's just November. I don't know what it is with Vancouver. It's every single year. It's every single month. And this year I thought it would be different. To be frank, I think I, I think I said when they were on that winning streak or whatever that they would make the playoffs. And I'm not entirely off that to be honest because they still are in a playoff spot. Last time I checked, it, it's just they are. <laughs> okay, yeah, that third spot in the Pacific, right? Mm, second, second wild card. Okay, that makes sense. Either way, I I think Vancouver will get better. It's just some injuries there, and also I think just that whole team is dried up. It, it, it's interesting. I don't think Travis Green should be fired. No, I don't think he's the problem. Get that out of your heads. I just don't think that roster is top tier, and I don't think they're playing like it right now. They'll I just get back, though. I just think it's a young team going through a through a struggle, yeah. and I think they'll push through it. Like, but if they don't, then I mean the team's not ready, and if they do, the team's ready. This is the test, right? This is this is the test of, of a young team. If they can push through a losing streak, the little down point, and then get back through it, and that's how they that's how you prove yourself when you're a young team like that. Um, which you no, know, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with if they can make. Yeah. The, I mean, like I, I'm 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 a Pedersen fan. I think Pedersen's Pedersen's in my top five of top players to watch. He's so good, man. Like he, and keep in mind, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Detroit Red Wings guy. I loved watching Datsu growing up. Um, he has shades of an, a more exciting Datsuk. More exciting. Yeah, Ooh. I think he, as he gets better, I think you're gonna because he's still working on the two way game, stealing the puck that that aspect of it. But yeah. but the puck handling and the things he does are crazy. I remember he, there was a point where. So Pedersen's coming over, coming over his hash marks. He goes through the neutral zone. He has Brock on his on his right side. He uh, he lifts the puck up over the center ice logo. Nobody even knows where it's at. Only he does. It drops back behind him. He catches it on his back on his backhand from behind him and shoves it behind his his back to Brock Besser, who gets a wide open slot because all two of the defensemen just went on him because they figured that he would have lost the puck. And it's just like, why would he do that? But he thought like he was three steps ahead of everyone else. Cause he knew that the one guy would come in and try and grab the puck out of the air and leave Brock open. And they didn't think he could make that pass off his backhand. It was just, what the heck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those kind of things like Jesus Christ. There needs, if there's going to be a league that is beyond the NHL, he would be in it. Cause it's just, yeah. he's just that good. But um, anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I got. You have anything else for us today? Oh, who's one more thing? Who's your? Uh, before we go, who is your? Um, we're about to hit American Thanksgiving. We could probably do another podcast mm-hmm. next week. No, I'll ask you this question next week though. Um, I was gonna ask you who is your most disappointing team in the NHL so far. 
most disappoint. Well, overall, um, San Jose might be it, but they've been a lot better recently, so I don't know about that. But I would give the other mention to, honestly, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They haven't been, like, a terrible team, but it just seems like there was a point made. I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been, like, TSN a couple weeks back. It, it's just mentioning how broken they seem from the Columbus series, and it just seems like they just have not gotten off that it's just they have that in their minds and columbus has just broke them for eternity almost and they're kind of playing like they did in that four game series i don't know i i, I think tampa will get back but it'll take some time at this rate i disappoint my most disappointing team right now is the devils like yeah absolutely has to be the devils not only have they waived one of my favorite players Corey schneider but uh they suck <laughs> they're not just they're not just losing games they are losing games they terribly suck like they they're the definition of like am i gonna watch this team or am i gonna go outside and take take the dog for a walk i think i'm gonna take the dog for a walk priorities <laughs> like I'm, that's what i'm saying like there's this team is just woof <laughs> like it is not good i mean they they don't have any goaltending. They uh, their scoring is whatever, and we're not in depth Devils watchers. But from looking at the yeah. outside in, it's like, you know, what what can you do? In their last ten, they're five, four, and one, so they're not like horrible. But at the same time, like you're already at the bottom of the league. You have a negative twenty three goal differential. Um, they're probably better than the Red Wings. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but the Red Wings are pretty. <laughs> Red Wings are the. Are, I think the Red Wings are the worst team in the league, but we kind of expected that. Yeah. So like, there is that. But anyway, um, that's all I got. You got anything else for us? Nothing much besides Rupe Hines being the Lord and Savior himself. There you go. Um, all right. Well, we could probably next week's going to be the the Thanksgiving thing, so we can who's mm-hmm. going to make the playoffs, who's not going to make the playoffs. That's all going to be going around. Um, we can see if we can record one maybe in like five days, and we can go over that. We'll do a video like that or mm-hmm. a podcast like that. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, if go follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Nico from the TU. You could follow him on Twitter at Nathan Gravity. There you go. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at ROH Podcasts. I agree. All right. There we go, boys. Well, uh, we had a good one. I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed my 46 minutes of me just talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> me just complaining as a pretty much a complain session. So uh, you're welcome. Um, Mike Babcock is no longer the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I think that's a good thing. I agree. We'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye.